Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Welcome to Danny and Sherry Silk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Thank you. Thanks, guys. Y'all are in a tent. How many of you went through school of ministry out in Reading? I mean, lots. We uh, go to J.H. Ranch and, and worship God in a tent. It reminds me of that in a very great way. I'm really thankful I brought my Doc Martens. Had I known, I would have brought my wellies instead. It's good to be here. And uh, we very much feel like family. I don't know if it's like mothers and fathers or brothers or sisters or weird cousins, whatever. You're stuck with us is my point. And uh, I, every time I come here, I'm so proud of you and where you are and what God's doing. And I'm not crying. I'm not crying. I loved your worship. You guys rocked, all of you. And uh, it continues to be just such a, an amazing part of your church. What an opportunity we have to praise Jesus. I went to, uh, I think everyone should do this once a year in a good way after someone's had a really long, beautiful life. But I think everyone should go to a funeral once a year. And I started my year off this year with a funeral, going to a, a friend of mine's son's funeral. It was not the best of circumstances. But it's such a, a, a place of resetting what's really important in your life. And I watched this community come together and honor this young man uh, who really had a tragic ending. But everything that everybody said about him was how much he loved people. Of all the things that he'd done and all the places he'd been, that's the one thing, the theme that came out about his life over and over is that he loved people no matter the circumstances. And it didn't matter if his life wasn't perfect at the end. His legacy is that he loved people well. And every leadership book I've ever written, they say, start with the end in mind. Well, let's start with that end in mind. If we would just be famous for loving people well. I was reading today, this is the Passion Translation. Everyone should get it if they don't have it. It's awesome. I was reading Proverbs 8. I'm going to read... Uh, Yes, amen. 32, so listen, listen, my sons and daughters, to everything I tell you, for nothing will bring you more joy than following my ways. Listen to my counsel, for my instructions will enlighten you. You'll be wise not to ignore it. 
If you wait at wisdom's door, longing to hear a word for every day, joy will break forth within you. All you have to do is wait. See, we want some solution. We want some, we want to see the end result. But he says, if you'll just wait at wisdom's door. For the fountain of life pours into you every time that you find me. And this is the secret of growing in the delight and the favor of the Lord. All you have to do is wait and he will come and he will show you what to do and he will work all things out for the good. Amen? Amen. And here's Danny. (laughs) Danny Silk. Wow. I want to go to church here. I want to, I want to, I want to go to church here. I, I want to go to church here. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Yeah. That's, that's, that's goodness. It's just goodness. You know, there's, there's, there's worship moving through a song list, and then there's worship leading. Come on. So good. So good. Well, I am I'm happy to share the same dirt with you. And for a while I was just sitting there thinking, gosh, right now, right now in this place, we are breathing each other's air. <laughs> Could you feel it? I mean, I thought somebody's going to bust out. We are one in the spirit right there, you know. We are one in the spirit. You are the air that I breathe. It's very humid in here for a while. That's what I was thinking about. Man, I'm, I'm breathing air. I'm sharing air with people I don't even know right now. <laughs> Woo! It's, it's how it's supposed to be right here. It's supposed to be like this. That's it. So fun. Well, um, I, I, think, I think the same things when Sherry says, I'm so proud of you. You know, each time we come, it's just... So fun, so anointed. You, know, you, just, you just feel the momentum every time we get here. And we were talking, we, we just hung out at the lake house for a couple of days. Let's just take a moment. Um, and we were just talking about the maturing, just the maturing that's happening in, in what's happening here. And that's, that's the perfect road to be on, is just this maturing road. And yeah, we go through some crazy stuff. I mean, there's anybody in this room who, in your road to maturity, hadn't gone through some, what was I thinking? You know? Let me, sh- let me show you this scar right here. You see that scar right there? You know what happened? You know, I wasn't thinking. 
that's the road to maturity, you know, and everybody's got some, and this is, this is beautiful, I mean, way to go, way to go, it's just great to be in here. Is fire marshal here today? Just to, no. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord God Almighty. All right. Um, I just want to make a couple announcements before I get rolling here. Uh, my daughter, Brittany, and her husband are managing the the family arm of our Life Academy, which is the Family Relationship Leadership and uh, Brittany and Derek Johnson, one of the worship leaders from Jesus Culture, uh, he's a stay-at-home dad, so he's, he's the primary caregiver in their, their uh, children's lives. It's hilarious to listen to him talk about, you know, what he's got going on at home. And Brittany, who is just, uh, she, uh, you got to hear her. You just got to hear it. And, and, and the things that she's saying, she's on that road to maturity. We live together. So Sherry and I and, and their five, we all live in the same house, seven of us together. We are sharing the same air. <laughs> and it's beautiful. We love it. And it's so fun to watch them. It's so fun to watch them mature. It's just, it's, and then to be the grandparents and to be the backstop. We're the backstop. You know, if the ball gets past them and it's at our feet, Kid, come. I'm so sorry I let that get by. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you, Mimi and Papa. I love you. You know, I mean, we're right there. We are like the Lord or something. I don't know. It feels, feels, like, feels like authority. We got some. We got some. And they're like, yeah. And then we give them chocolate right there. There you go. We are good. We are good. Here you go. There you go. So good. It's, I think it's supposed to be like this. Uh, but Brittany and Derek have a podcast called Co Coffee Kids and Crazy, and uh, they're just kind of going through it. Like, hey, every parent probably looks at that and goes, amen. <laughs> amen. Uh, the Life Academy I was just telling you about is really our, our path to relational success. As much as we can help you strengthen your relationships, whether it's your family relationships all the other relationships or your relationships as a leader, whatever it might be. Uh, that's what we're doing at, uh, just go to lovingonpurpose.com. And in the back, somewhere, there's a table, and right over there, and there's some cards on it that uh, they look like this. They, they look like this right here. They're, and uh, some of them are leadership stuff. That, so this is our Leadership 101. And this is our Relationship Stuff 101. And this is our Family Parenting Track 101. So you got to get this stuff. It is so good. And, and it comes with a little card that makes you feel like it's a gift card so you actually bought something. Because we can't just give you a number because you feel like you got ripped off. <laughs> you know, so here's your card. Here's your, you know, put it in your pocket, take it home, set it somewhere, wherever you, you know. But here you go. This is how this works. And it, but you still got a number. You still got a code. in your pocket now. Yeah. Way to go, you know, way to go. So Life Academy, here you go. Uh, I, I need somebody that is, uh, 
GTR. Yeah, I won't. Somebody here that's uh, anybody here planning on getting married? Planning on getting married. Planning on getting married. Okay. Okay. You both. That's good that both your hands went up. That's awesome. <laughs> can I? Can I give the, this? Is called defining the relationship. This is. This is going to talk to you about stuff that you might not otherwise talk about. And so this. This is going to help you. Like. Like you know. If you watch it. See there, you, that's going to that's gonna sound very familiar. <laughs> Leadership core. Uh, anybody here uh, got a startup business uh, that's less than a year old? Okay, you, come here. Even, yes, ma'am. Way to go. This is some good stuff right here. And let's see, anybody here got at least uh, a child let uh, less than, uh, how old? Let's see. Uh, anybody have at least four children? How many of them? How many of them? Four, four, five out of five. How about five? Five, five, five. How many you got? Four. Anybody got five? Stay right here. Stay right here. Five. Have you, do you have this? Loving our kids stuff? You have it. Do you have it? No. She got it though. Now you got it. All right. Way to go. For the rest of you, I just want you to know that today, those were 100% off right there. The rest of them are 50% off. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Don't mention it. Way to go. You didn't even, didn't even mention it. Uh, we, we, uh, let's see here. We got, yeah, we got time. I want to talk to you about spiritual warfare this morning. Um, I think it's, it's vital in our, our maturing, our our journey on this earth, that we understand that every morning we wake up in a battle. We wake up in a war. We were, we were born into a hostile environment, you know? And, and it's, uh, for whatever reason, some people like to think that we're actually going to find a spot where the war is over. We're going to wake up and be like, la, 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 la. The devil's going to be nice today. And you just rebuke a spirit of stupid right there, okay? <laughs> Get off me. I am in a war. I woke up a warrior this morning. Unaware, I will not be unaware of the schemes of my enemy. Now, he is, he does have two broken legs and two broken arms and a broken neck. But he still has a mouth. He didn't get around much, but he's got a horde of demonic soldiers who would love nothing more than to stir up your anxiety. I don't know if anybody knows it, but they put a big old TV right in your face. Did, they, did, <laughs> did anybody tell you that? Hi. 
I'll be right back. I want us to start out just realizing that um, that, that we are not ill-equipped or under-equipped, but we very much. I want to, I want to take us first to the book of Revelation, or, or otherwise known as uh, the biblical Lord of the Rings, <laughs> where, where we find this crazy battle. It's this crazy scene. You know, you've got, you got your... You got your dragons and the, the woman and the man and the baby and the fight and the people cheering horns. It's got, you got stuff everywhere. And you're kind of like going, what exactly is going on? And then there's some people who say, here, this is exactly what's going on. You go, well, bless your heart. You don't really know either, do you? <laughs> but thanks for being so confident. But there's lots of really great stuff in there, starting with, you know, John having this vision and, and essentially saying that, that I've seen what's going on. I've seen what the Lord has done and what the Lord has done as he has overcome the accuser of the brethren whose job it is to accuse the saints. To This is it. He, he got two broken arms, a broken neck, broken legs, but his mouth still works for some reason. Nonetheless, what, what the, the blood of the lamb has done has cast down, has cast down. The accuser of the brethren has been cast down. Somebody say has been. Has been. Has been cast down. This is key. Because it goes on to say, and they overcame him. And they overcame him. Somebody say overcame. Overcame. Not will overcome. Not will overcome. Overcame. Has been overcame. You picking up on this? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? This is very important stuff. They overcame because of what Jesus did, not because of what we do, because of what he did, and we just activate it by the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony. And I got to tell you something the word of our testimony. told you I'd be back. I'm quicker than Jesus. They overcame by the word of the testimony. And the word, primarily, the word is thank you. Primarily. I mean, we like to make it all sexy, but primarily... Primarily, the word is thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And then we weren't scared. We weren't scared to say thank you. No matter what it was going to cost us, we did not love our life even unto death. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
I want to tell you the Christmas story in a little different way. I think uh, it, it's crucial to remember that when the angel of the Lord comes to Mary, essentially this is what he said. This was his plan. Mary, I have come to destroy your life. <laughs> you are unmarried. You're a young woman in an uber-patriarchal, religious, crazy culture. You are with child. They're going to kill you. And she says, thank you. Thank you. I am a young woman who's with child, and I have no husband. And the one I was going to have is flipping out. <laughs> if this blessing of the Lord continues, they're going to kill me. You were with child. How can that be? Wait for it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. This is our posture. This is our attitude. This is our character. See, our character is really the result of our habits. If my habits are, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Then it's our character that in the face of this will cost you your life. I say, be it unto me. Thank you. So we really have two choices, don't we? We have two choices. One of the choices is that we allow the Lord to shape our lives. I say, thank you, Lord. Oof. It's going to leave a mark. It's this probably, this, I'll probably never be the same if this actually happens. But you know what? Thank you. Thank you. I trust you. I believe you. I want to be shaped by what you're doing in my life. Or we say, hey, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That is not the plan I have for my life. I'm shaping you. I'm shaping who you are in my life. Oh, you can't touch that. You cannot have this part of my life. I am the Lord here. And so I immediately I... Don't realize it, but I have put away a weapon, a vital weapon of ingratitude. I'm not thankful for what's going on. I am resisting the Lord. I'm not grateful for what's happening right here. I'm actually going to complain about it. I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to be flat out miserable. I am unhappy. 
ungrateful. Not realizing that the weapons of this warfare, what we use in our Lord of the Rings movie, are not carnal. We don't just get to go and change stuff. We don't, we don't just get to throw a fit and change stuff. We're not dealing with a weak daddy. He just looks at you and goes, wow, you look miserable. Is this your final answer? Or would you like to call a lifeline right now? I think you're going to miss this question. Or I am, I am cultivating a habit. I'm cultivating a habit. If I don't understand right now, this was not where I was going. Wow. Seriously? That looks irreversible. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. You are the Lord, and I am not. You are God in my life, and I am not. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you is the, is, is the way I cultivate my life, because some people, some people can live in America and be miserable. been known to happen. You live in America in 2019 and you've decided to move the meter to miserable. I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you did it, but you can. Some of those people know Jesus. Some of those people know Jesus have decided to move the meter into other directions. But when you cultivate, when you actually live pushing into, thank you, Jesus, like we were doing this morning. I don't know if you noticed it or not. You know what feels so good about worship? Is, you, is you're exercising the weapons of your warfare. I'm, I mean, we were kicking bootay this morning. We were kicking it. Oh, my Lord, Jesus. I could feel it. You could feel it. That's what made us want to share air right there. Thank you, Jesus. You are awesome. You, you are the Lord, and I am not. Every single person in here had an opportunity this morning to remember that. You are the Lord. And I am not. Oh, hallelujah. You are so good. This is the weapon. Because this weapon fills you with goodness and kindness and a desire to do good. I mean, in this gratitude, in this character of thank you, Lord, I now want to do something right. I want to now do something good. 
the story of um, Cain and Abel. Remember that? Cain and Abel, brothers. And I don't know exactly how they learned how to do an offering or how not to do an offering. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure where the lesson book came from. Maybe Adam said, hey, just do what he says. But Abel brings a, a sacrifice of life, which is the Lord gave him created life. And, and Abel knows that the Lord is pleased with the sacrifice of life. And Cain, on the other hand, said, you know what? I've made some carrots and potatoes, and I did some stuff. Here you go. Let me give you a sacrifice of my work. And the Lord says, uh-uh, no, no. Remember I told you, I want your life. I, I want life in this relationship. I don't want your ta-da. Your ta-da is yours. All glory to you. But life, I gave. Life, I want. I'm not sure where Cain missed that. But I think Cain was trying to say, let me shape you today. I'll bring what I want to bring. And the Lord says, no. And Cain's like, mm. Mm. You know how hard I work. You know how hard I work. You know how long that took. Well, he walked out there. He was done. I'm like. <laughs> he don't even know what a carrot is. And the Lord says, hey, 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 why are you so unhappy? Check yourself. For you. He's like, mm -hmm. why are you so unhappy? Are you noticing what's happening right now? Are you noticing what you're doing right now? You are literally attracting the forces of hell. You are coming at me. You are coming at me. Don't you know? That if you just get grateful right here, you get thankful right here, that good is going to fill you up and it's going to come out of your life. That's how this works. Check yourself. Because you've become a magnet of the hordes of hell right now simply by being ungrateful, unthankful. You are now filling your life and heart with misery and you are an evil magnet, not a goodness magnet, not a kindness magnet. You are now an evil, selfish, self-preservation magnet. Your call. What are you going to do? He goes and murders his brother. Cain chose poorly. But he had a moment. He had, a, he had an opportunity. Adam did too. Adam did too. The Lord comes and says, oh, Adam. Adam, did you do that thing I told you not to do? What would have happened if right there Adam would have said, 
Yes, Lord, I'm so sorry. Please, please forgive me. Well, I guess we'll never know. But I tell you what, that's not what he did. He said, it's your fault. It's your fault I did what I did. You and her, there's like three people here. Two of them are against me. I'm a victim. I'm a total victim here. I'm so miserable. I can't even believe it. Can't even believe how lousy this is. My marriage sucks. My finances suck. I can't believe this chil- these children I have. I can't believe this employer I have. I can't believe these employees I have. I can't believe the church I go to. I can't believe the face I have. to me? Why is this terrible, horrible stuff happening to me? Why, Lord? Why'd you do this to me? I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. I'm going to do, I'm going to, you know what? I'm just going to take over. I'm gonna do, nobody loves me. I'm on my, on my own. Guerrilla warfare from here on out. unloved. I'm unwanted. Everything is against me. For some reason, God doesn't let me manipulate him no no matter how big a fit I throw. I hate it when this guy talks like this. Jesus made us a promise. He said, you know what? He who tries to save his own life is going to invite evil. You're going to lose your life. See, when you turn to try to save your own life, when you think it's your job to shape the universe, when you become God, you've made an agreement with the ruler of this world. The spirit of fear is now your counselor. The enemy of love is now your counselor. And now you think that you can justify every evil thing I've been a counselor for a very long time. I've been a pastor for a very long time. I've been a person for longer. (laughs) I know how this works. It works in my life the same way it works in your life. Don't you know that if you're happy, don't you know that if you're grateful, don't you know that if you... That if you 
Just say, thank you, Jesus. You're going to do good. You're going to do good. You're going to do this well. Starts right there. Shing. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, the weapons of our warfare, they don't make any sense to a lot of folks. They don't, make, they don't make any sense. They're like, what's wrong with you? Why are you so happy right now? How is it that you're moving the meter this way? How'd you do that? This, don't you see what's happening here? I do. I do. Woo! And if Jesus don't show up soon, we're all going to die. Starting with me. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we got a devil. We got a devil, and he's looking for someone to counsel, to coach, to invite him in. Hordes of hell are like waiting. Come on. Come on. Complain. Come on. I want you to complain. Complain about your marriage. Complain about it. There he is. Go. Okay. Come on. Complain about Complain about your hair. Come on. Boom, there you go. Come on. Complain about your finances. Come on. Come on. Get ungrateful. Be unthankful for what you got. You Christian living in America in 2019. Come on. Whine about something. Come on. Just looking for somebody to devour. You ever watch those lions get a hold of something? Generally, they, st- they start on the hindquarters. Yeah! They, st- they, they start on your hinder parts. That's where the, te- the term pain in the comes from. It's you have invited the hordes to chomp away and to chew on you. And it's simply an avenue by, by us choosing to be oppositional to the kingdom of heaven. I choose it. I make the decision to be ungrateful and to actually communicate to the world and to God I would do a better job with this situation than you. I am not thankful for what you gave me. I am not grateful for where I am. The vital piece here is that we understand that gratitude is, is grown in adversity. It's grown in pressing through what I see and looking at what he's capable of. 
And I keep praising the Lord. I keep reminding myself of who he is so that it's bigger than this situation. Because this situation feels pretty huge when you move it right up here. Feels pretty huge. So you have to close your eyes to see. You have to close your eyes to see what he's going to do. And jump into that. Focus on that. And as a, as a result of, of, of refining your character through adversity, you end up attracting goodness. You end up attracting enough goodness to change the atmosphere, to change the experience for other people. Other people start grabbing onto you. They're going, what are you doing? Where are we going? Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> You're a leader in the kingdom. You have to have a microphone on. You just need to invite the kingdom to where you're standing, and pretty soon people are grabbing onto it. And so what happens is people who've been through it, people who've been through it and have practiced enough for it to come into their character, they end up with, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what he's going to do. I've just seen him do it a million times. He has never failed one time, never one time. Never one time has he failed. Never one time has he not worked all things together for my good. Not one time. Perfect record. Perfect record. And we somehow think, okay, he's going to screw it up this time on my life. Yep, it's all going to hell in my situation this time. Eternal perfection ends today. That's great faith. <laughs> but it's the character of, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that creates a grateful heart. And it's that grateful heart that attracts heaven. And now all of a sudden, the more people that are saying, thank you, Jesus, he's going to work it out, the better the entire experience is for everybody around them. And if they just happen to be in leadership, they actually create a culture of gratitude. Whether it was your parents or your employer or your pastors or your governor or your president or whoever it was, I know the Lord's going to work it out. He is good. And then people are born into that good time and they're like, ha ha, woohoo, look what's, look what's going on. This house is supposed to work all the time. It's supposed to work this way all the time. All the time it's supposed to be good and it better be good now. It better be good next time. It better, hey, it's not good. Hey, that's not going the way I want it to. What is going on here? Hey, 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 I just want you to know I found a way to be miserable in good times. <laughs> By being ungrateful. And ungrateful people then go on to attract evil. We're not going to be those people, but we have that opportunity because things are good. Things are good in so many ways. There's so much goodness in what it is that we live in. Don't you let an ungrateful heart get in there. Don't let, you, don't let you, that mouth of yours complain. Move that meter. You, you get to move that meter. Thank you, Jesus. Woohoo! Ha ha! I'm going to go do something good. 
It's your call. Nobody can make you do it. Nobody can stop you. Jesus, character of Jesus is saying, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Whoa, we got an impossible situation. We got to, hey, we're going to feed these people. And the disciples were like, huh? Like, uh, like, what, we, what, like what, you, what are you thinking there? Chick-fil-A's closed on Sunday. <laughs> what do we got? Oh, we got seven loaves. Perfect. Perfect. Give me one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are good, that you are here, that you know what to do next. Thank you. Here you guys. Go feed them. Here, you take this one. Oh, my gosh. Worked. It totally worked. It worked like it was like a miracle. It was like a miracle. We had seven pieces of bread. We fed for the company. But how did we do that? I don't know. Are you guys still talking about the bread? It's weird. And when we see, we've never seen that before. Yeah, we're still talking about the bread. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that I only have seven loaves of bread. Thank you. I want you to take your hands, spread out your fingers, and I want you to start saying thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Thank you for this in my life. Thank you right here. Thank you for this one too, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for my, thank you for, thank you for my life. Thank you for changing my life so rapidly. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I can't believe what you've done with this. Wow, you transformed everything. Thank you for the favor. Thank you for my, my wife. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in my life. Because you gave me this woman. Whew, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that child. That one, that one child you gave me. Wow. Lord, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in my life making me a better parent than I could ever be without that child. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Lord, for my finances. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for the faith that you're building in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for today. Lord, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for your miraculous provision over and over and over. And Lord, Jesus, thank you that the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's all stand together. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. The weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of this world. No, no. A grateful heart would start right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just put your hands, on, both your hands on your heart and just fill us right now. Refresh us right now. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, please forgive one complaint I let slip past my lips. Please forgive me. 
You are the Lord, and I am not. Somebody say that. You are the Lord, and I am not. And I thank you for the reminders throughout my day. I thank you for leading me. I thank you for your goodness. And Lord, we pray. We pray that you cultivate, create good times as your kingdom comes and your will is done here on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.